Hi, I'm Dino Chapotis. Issue 181 of The Incredible Hulk with Wolverine can fetch up to $20,000. I had it. Do I have it now? No. <laughs> Scott Morris from Comic Town is our guest tonight on Whiskey Business. Welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey in my basement. There are a lot of things in my basement. <laughs> there's there's albums galore, Hansberry. Yeah, I've right sipped into those. Yeah. Uh, there's all types of memorabilia down there on the walls, etc., etc. And in one big case and in a bunch of boxes are the things that have followed me since, uh, honestly, since my childhood in Steubenville, Ohio. That's There's, cool. There are comics upon comics upon comics down there that uh, I do not know if they are of value. I knew of one that was of particular value. Uh, and at the time, I sold this comic book about five, six years ago. And what I thought was, <laughs> what's it say on the 25, 50, 40 cents, whatever it was? Oh, man. Right. Yeah, sold yeah, it for yeah, $450. That's a good profit. Yeah, I'm not a mathematician, right? but that was a good, yeah. good score. Then come to find that as the years have progressed, that particular comic, issue number 181, the Hulk and the, supposedly the first appearance of Wolverine, fetches a lot more. Now, granted, I can't remember the condition that it was in at the time that I sold it. It wasn't in what they call mint condition. I don't even know what mint condition is. That's why our guest tonight, Scott Morris from Comic Town, is with us this evening. And we'll Thank be talking you. to Scott more about this, this, this treasure trove that some people might be sitting on and don't even know it. I yeah. want to find out what's going on in the comic book world, how you predict what's going to be hot, what you know that's hot, what's old that's hot, what's going to be new that could be hot. I grabbed some at random from the basement for you to look at, which are probably not going to be worth a goddamn thing before it's all said and done. Hey, I know. Yeah. I, I, here's why. Here's why. He brought in comics as well, and his are pristine. It's like right. a, a bulletproof envelopes. case. I know. <laughs> Everything is nice and shiny and neat and so forth and so on. But thank you for coming and doing Absolutely. this. We're going to have you. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Yeah, okay? and uh, and who knows? Maybe in my stack of junk back there, there's there's something I'm not even aware of. You never know. I you do. It don't. Well, I do. You do. Yeah, you do. It only takes one. You do. Okay, mm. so we'll get more with Scott here in just a moment. Our guest bottle tonight is uh, S. E. Callahan's Distiller Select Straight Bourbon Whiskey from the Tennessee Hills Distillery. Mm. This was a gift. I love I love bourbon fancy. gifts. Those are the best things. Those are the best things. I love bourbon. You know what? If you if you want to gift Whiskey Business a bottle of whiskey that we haven't had on the show, because I believe this is bottle 210 or 211, uh, by all means, uh, we would love to, to, to say thank you, as I will say thank you to my friend Bert DiBenedetto, who uh, supplied us with this particular bottle, which I, I'm Thanks, sorry, Bert. boys, yeah. I've kind of sampled it already. Go Bert, to the website Bert, uh, and send us an email with something you want to give uh, us. And... Ahead. I always pour the guest first, Scott. We had a uh, Bert on Whiskey Business, what, like three? He was like, he was early, early he, in the show. We had Bert on before we ever did... Well, hold on, there's still... Uh, before we ever did... Stuff in there. 
What? There's still I still have. Oh, uh, you still got some of the chip whiskey? Yep, chip whiskey. Yeah. The chip Cosell brought a, a a bottle of Traverse City, which we have had on the podcast mm-hmm. before with Alex Hasty. I have that Rain Man kind of mentality. You tell me the bottle, and I can tell you who the guest was. I can't. It's crazy. I can't. It's crazy. But he can't remember his email password. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember an email password. It's, it's the important. One, two, three, four, like. something. <laughs> before it's all said and done, but. Uh, um, this is our guest bottle this evening. It's uh, aged a little over three years, and I'll be very curious to see what you guys think about it because some people actually love this whiskey, and I didn't hate it. I don't know if I love it yet, but you would think after as much as it was gone that, that I probably do. But um, take a sip. Take a sip, and uh, let's, have a, let's have an early opinion on said whiskey. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to have you. Do you drink whiskey as a rule? I do. do you, uh, yeah, you I started got, a few you, years ago. You got a few years ago? Oh. You got some favorites? Oh, heck. I like this. This is good. That's delicious. Do it's you like smooth. it? It's smooth. I'll yeah. give it that. It's 90 proof. It's not expensive. Yeah. It runs about 35 bucks a bottle. It's mm. not white chocolate. You got the chocolate? Mm. See, I got mm-hmm. this. I got the smoky. I got a, I get a little bit of tobacco in this one, which I which I like. Um, but... Uh, and it's funny. That's the funny thing about whiskeys. You know, sometimes you try one one day, your palate changes all the time when it comes to whiskey. When I first tried this, I went, eh. But second go round, I'm liking it a little bit more. Yeah. It's pretty tasty. You like it? I can't blame it? you. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I, take, I pick up a little cherry. Real got, creamy. Real creamy. Yeah. Smooth. Very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have a lot of it, which is why we're probably going to... Drink out of chips bottle before it's all said and done. Because, uh, but uh, S.E. Callahan's 90 proof and um, reasonable, under 50 bucks a bottle, yeah. which we love. And so, did he bring this in from out of state? Do we know? Did. Are we allowed to say that? So you can't get it here show? in Ohio or no? He was on a trip. Tennessee and he, Hills, and he, and, he, and he picked it up. He must have been in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He must have been someplace. And he so this it is up. the all right. So this is the distiller select of Tennessee Hills. Yeah, so this Tennessee is like Hills the, Distillery. The fancy. Nice. fancy I don't know fans. a lot of the history about it. As we've said a thousand times on this podcast, we are not whiskey experts. We're just whiskey lovers, and we love to experiment and learn as we go. Which you know we we've we're going pretty good. Yeah. Two hundred ten, two hundred eleven. We never repeat a bottle on the podcast. Pretty good, yeah, right. Yeah, that's what that's what started with me in the whiskey was how so COVID, COVID. Yeah, yeah. Me and a buddy, we were like, you know what? We like smoking food. We like drinking. Yeah. Like, why don't we just sit on our back patio and smoke food and drink whiskey? So like, what was your first whiskey? What was your first bourbon encounter? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I always like to hear about people's firsts. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Woodford Reserve Rye. Okay. You oh, so you started with a rye. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very bold. So there was move. a uh, there was a charity event. I think it was on your show. And oh, uh, yeah. It was the family. Uh, ki- oh, we shit. had to make a. We had to make. I don't know. Kids I had again. To, thank you. The what? Well, I had to Kids buy a again. watermelon. Yeah. I remember. Remember, Jesse made the uh, yeah. jalapeno watermelon. The jalapeno. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the jalapeno okay. watermelon. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was like my first. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna actually look online. into this, yep. mm-hmm. other than just like that. The one we did, we did. That was a remote one. That was yeah. Yeah, that was that was my first actual experience into. Look at hey, you. whiskey. You're a gateway. That's right. I'm a yeah, gateway drug. you basically yeah. gateway <laughs> drug me into your podcast. Drug. That's that's 100 nice. what happened. Yeah, that's good. And so, you, but you started with Ryan. A lot of people don't, you know. No, I love that. 
That I, was fantastic. I, I, so I'm, I was sitting there and I'm, you know, and I'm in my I'm in my kitchen like a dumbass, right? I'm like chopping a, up like a dumbass. Yeah, you know, hundred percent like a dumbass. Okay. And <laughs> chopping up all the ingredients and this and that, and I was like, oh, you know, because there was something about simple syrup, and I was like, no, I mean, I know what simple syrup is. I'm like, no, you got to make. I'm gutting a wa- Galton and pup, pu- you know, pulping a watermelon. <laughs> The whole nine I yards. Like I'm, I am all in on this thing. I spent like three and a half hours prior to that for one show, drink. for one cocktail, <laughs> for one cocktail, mm-hmm. and that's what ended up happening. Yeah. So then I, I'm, I'm, so I'm sipping on. I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna try this stuff straight out of the bottle. I'm not gonna worry about the cocktail. Like, I got three hours of prep time. Right. So I started sipping on. I was like. Holy shit! This is really tasty. I don't need all this other stuff. I don't. I don't know what this. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, the cocktail was delicious. Yeah, was I good. have nothing but respect for the people who love craft cocktails. I have nothing but even yeah. more respect for the people who make them so magnificently. Mm-hmm. But day in and day out, just put ice in the glass yeah. and let me taste the whiskey as it was meant to be tasted. So then, either neat or a little bit of ice, mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah. So that was like that was my first dive into the whiskey world of paying attention to what am I tasting? Like, I don't have the vocabulary. You guys are talking about vanilla and chocolate and yeah, smoky learned, and we, all those kinds. When you say that. them out loud, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, I can hear it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Jeff what that was. You can't pick up on it yet. No, no. You I will. Went, no, I went to some of those. Uh, like, I got in the uh, Central Ohio Whiskey Society, have the cows thing. Oh, you're after in there? That, yeah. We're and, not in um, there. You know, we're, and and I, in there. you know, and I've bought some of their uh, their various barrel picks and and different things like that. But they're a great group. No, great. But then they they put the little pie chart in front of me. Yeah. At you know at Buckeye Bourbon, and I was like, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. Like yeah, you got chart. you got the what's little you, thing you with the, involves science with drinking. Right. And I actually like, did a, a yeah, barrel. I, I didn't did understand a, any of it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. This one was tasty. My last pie chart was uh, with the um, the guy who started uh, cows. Yeah, yeah, we we did uh, we were at High Bank mm. and we picked some of the uh, bourbons that they've got uh, coming out now as we speak. Awesome! And so we we had lots of yeah. pie charts that night. We had like over a dozen pie charts. Yeah, that I glossed go over through. that. I walked away from the table. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I was like, yeah, these were these were good. After a dozen, all those pie charts just started okay. looking like pie. Yeah, you know I, what? Didn't, I didn't know what they just, wanted three or four drinks in. Just be a whiskey. Uh, yeah, if you like it, a lover. Enjoy yeah. enjoy what you're drinking. Don't worry about the pie charts. You're already good at something else, which is why you're here tonight. Yeah. The comic books. Yeah, the comic books. Uh, you know, uh, let me do the business real yeah, quick. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about the business. Sorry. You always forget. About I suck. <laughs> it's right. It's I'm like uh, I just I'm not uh, good about the. Normally, business. like what I do sometimes on podcasts when the business is in the front, I like fast forward through it. So yeah. people, we, we've uh, just captivated everyone's audience right. for like ten minutes now. So did he say business in the front, party in the back? <laughs> it's we, we, yes, we are the. Yeah. This, this is the uh, huh. podcast. This All right, is the podcast. At the, uh, whiskey business Asking for is a friend. The podcast, not so much about whiskey as it is one. With whiskey. With whiskey. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Whichever uh, app, uh, podcasting uh, app uh, you, you like the best, we're probably on it. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Smash. smash. <laughs> and, uh, I did it on cue this that time. That was good. Yeah, that was did. great, guys. Uh, and please share. Share. Like, actually, that, that was actually a cool story, Scott, how he watched you watched us and you tried one of the drinks and that kind of stuff did we hear that all the time it's very cool it's uh we grassroots it. we don't hear it all the time well n- n- that's the first time anybody you heard it once. <laughs> that's true. you heard it once, that's true. Heard it once. 
which is grassroots. all the time. Grassroots is We heard it uh, once all that huge. time. <laughs> uh, Whiskey Business is also on YouTube, and this will be a fun one to watch because uh, uh, Scott and, and both Dino and I have some cool uh, comic books that we'll be showing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't know if they're cool, but well, you know, some cool visuals. Mine are cool. Yours are cool. Yeah. Yours are very cool. Whiskey uh, I'm Business. I'm saying ours are, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. With yeah. Dino Tripotis. Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Smash that subscribe shorts. button. Smash. And also, ding, ding, ding. I want John Whitney has uh, also shortened up um, Whiskey Wisdoms. And, yeah, you, there, there's, YouTube's pushing those YouTube shorts. The YouTube yeah, shorts. So we're doing okay on those. We're, doing, we're having fun with those. Not today, uh, though. Uh, don't worry about today. Eh, it's only like, whatever. Would you release it during rush hour? Yeah, you really, I, all the other ones were released early in the morning around 7 o'clock, and they got... You know, two thousand views. Talk about pie yeah. charts. There's a strategy behind all the social There's media. Strategy, shit. man. You know, one of these days, you I'm know what? This is our fifth year doing whiskey business. One of these days, we're going to learn the right. analytics, right? right? When you when we learn how to do it right, you'll see what I'm happens. Trying to do it. You'll to do it. see. So, uh, yeah, help us out because we're dumb, but we are on Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, Johnny said the YouTube <laughs> there because uh, we're dumb. <laughs> Whiskeybusinesspod.com. <laughs> What's and our podcast? We're dumb. We're dumb. Whiskey. And also, thank you to our parent company, who hopefully isn't listening right now. Evergreen. Evergreen Podcast. <laughs> no, I do get the breakdown from Evergreen. You guys get it, too. You yeah, see what we're doing. We're legit. doing all right with They're it. Legit. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're, we're holding our own. We're holding our own. It's better than my podcast. You have a podcast? No. No. See? See? No. Now, now you definitely won't after, no. you're, after being no, a I part don't. of this fiasco. My business partner does, but I don't. So you, are you ever going his part, podcast? God, no. What's his podcast? Uh, so it's um, on YouTube. It's Comic Town TV. Uh, they do Com- one called Black, White, and Red All Over. Okay. And every week they review new comic books that are coming out. Oh, oh see, wow. that's, a, yeah. that's a built-in audience. That's yeah. Fun. You probably have a huge following. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some of them drink. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Huh, that's a thought. Do a podcast that already has a built-in following. Hmm. If only people like whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. How long have you been doing this? About uh, eight, nine years. As far as the store? Yeah. 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 Were, you, a... into, were you into comics before that? Yeah. So in uh, 86, I moved to Columbus, Ohio, Dublin. And that was when I first got access to a comic book store. And What comic book store was it? It was uh, Central City ah, nice. in Newmarket Mall. And was that the one I used to go to? It was yeah. on uh, Sawmill Road in uh, just, just before 270 doesn't mean anything but like right up in that area that was the first time i got a place that i could ride my bike to that wasn't you know a feed store and started started reading comics like that's what made me a reader back up yeah it wasn't a feed store yeah so you're a country boy uh country adjacent country adjacent yeah we're we're both northern indiana guys okay yeah um so i'm from fort wayne originally but not in Fort, Fort Wayne. Wayne Fort Wayne yeah. Indiana yeah we're from Indianapolis we're, we're brethren yeah we're practically I was, born, yeah. I was born in Gary Indiana mm-hmm. we're all losers yeah well Let's, I was born that was a different there. that was a different Gary back then yeah it was a different yeah. yeah that was a that was a that was a Jackson 5 Gary back yeah, then yeah it was a different Gary yeah. yeah um so uh yeah I was born in Columbia City which is right outside of Fort Wayne but I grew up in a little neighborhood outside of Fort Wayne surrounded by cornfields um so when you had access to ride your bike, it wasn't a the feed only place store. I could ride okay, my bike to was a feed store. So I could buy like a tractor and a frozen Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. There were no comics there. Dog toys, mm-hmm. basically. So how did you discover 
comics. I mean, my brother would, my older brother would pick up comic books every now and then at the grocery store. So I would just basically get to read his leftovers and he would read like Rom and Conan. Um, so, you know, I started a little bit early on Conan the Barbarian and things like that, but I actually have Rom down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Rom was a big, yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big space night. It was, yeah. Rom is down in the basement. Yeah. Issue number one. Is he yeah. tied down up in the basement? That's that's getting a little heat now. Is it really? Uh, not a lot, not a lot, but a little, really? but a little, bit, but a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's not the dollar bin book that it used to be. Well, but let me it's sell it now there. so it can be worth a lot more money in five years, and I can have regret <laughs> all over again. Sell it to me, and then I'll sell it back to you. <laughs> anyway, I, I I digress a little bit, but you you went. But the, yeah, so you, you I so I got there. access to a comic book store. Um, I wasn't much of a reader then now i'll read anything mm-hmm. um was able to ride my bike to a, a comic book store and that's just where it kind of started the bug bit me in 86 i was in sixth grade and you're in sixth grade in. so yeah when you when because i i started getting comic books they were they were my uh thing when i was living in dalton illinois and um i had the type of family i saved some back but and i we moved to greece and i took a lot of those comics i couldn't take them all Mm -hmm. they wouldn't my father wouldn't let me i had to take like a hand took my favorites Mm -hmm. um but then when i moved to steubenville ohio and would buy comic books my grandmother thought they were trash yep and did not want me reading those if you're gonna read go to the library which i did and all the comics that I had accumulated, even in Greece, I bought comic books. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but she threw them all away. Those are starting she to threw, come around. She threw those comic books away. She threw my Uncle Chris's comic books oh. away. I think about all these comic books from this that were bought originally in the 60s. Yeah. That some crazy grandmother. Yeah, threw away because it was trash, and I and I. And so even even those um, even those Greek comics, the the Greek printings, the Spanish printings, the see, I would never you know, think about that. All of those things they're starting to come back around because a, a lot of that is um, they are reprints of the American version, right? Um, That's what I was going to ask. So it's just the reprint, in the, but they have Spanish or Greek well, text. Yeah, and and they were a lot of times just weird mashups of and and those are starting to be sought by collectors at this point how do you how do you say kapow in in greece kapow okay thanks (laughs) thanks for settling that that was underwhelming um (laughs) kapow you say with the greek you say like kapow kapow you say with a little bit of a greek accent good next time i see that at the comic so you say say kapow in english kapow and i'll say it in greek kapow 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 there you go all right so yeah, anyway. a, lot, a lot of that stuff is um, is starting to be sought after collectors, but but a lot of those were mashups. So they would they would take multiple issues of American releases and they would combine them into one foreign printing. So it could be you're getting Incredible Hulk number four and number seven, or you're getting Incredible Hulk and you're getting Avengers whatever, and they would put them into the same comic book and they would just call it. Whatever. Whatever the comic book was called. But you're reading completely different stuff out of sequence, out of yeah. order, so, yeah. all that kind of thing. 
And people are starting to really collect those now. One of the cool things they were doing, a lot of the um, like Australian printings of that is they would do weird color swaps on the front covers. So like they would change out, you know, your your greens and blues and that kind of thing. And they would put weird pastel colors and just all kinds of random color splashing on the on the covers of these. But collectors are starting to to look for those. You're like, hey, you know, that's the first Australian printing, the first Greek printing of Incredible Hulk number one. I remember they had these little. They were they called them digests. Mm-hmm. They were in digest yeah. form, and, mm-hmm. and and they were in Greek. But a lot of it was Disney. A lot of it was Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse. I remember having Donald Archie uh, and Archie, yeah. Archie mm-hmm. in, the, in the digest form. That's how a lot of those were yeah. in Greece at yeah. the time. And uh, when I would actually buy a comic book from time to time, an American, I had to once again. My father hated them yeah so i had there's to a actually, reason for that i had to read it and throw it away yeah there's a bit there's a reason for that of like why parents um why they didn't like that stuff why what's the reason um so if if you ever want to go down a, a rabbit hole of comic history in america it's it's a deep one um so they referred to it as the 10 cent scare and it was a it was a research study put out by a German guy. I forget his name now um, about how comic books promote degeneracy in children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it, it was making the, uh, the various women's magazines of the time, um, newspaper like, articles. Like like yeah, no, it, it, it very much. And they attacked it the same way um, through at the time, social media, newsprint, all those kind of things. And, and they really attacked and vilified comics, which is why most comics have now what is um, approved by the Comics Code Authority. Right. Oh, okay. That's where this symbol came from was because in, no the 40, because in the 40s and 50s, we had, you know, the 10 cent scare. Um, you know, the same thing as you want. The lavender scare, the, you know, whatever scare, whatever the FBI didn't like at the time, it seems like. Um, I know there's a lot of bondage in the original Wonder Woman. And, and that's and that's it. how do you know and that, Johnny? Was. Well, and there was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's an interesting dude, Molten. Like, dig into that guy. He She's was got a lasso. He was a little different. Truth. He was a little different. They were like, "Hey, so can we not have twenty five percent of your panels with you know women tied up?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And. You know, that was real, and they approached him. That's why he got kicked off the book. I mean, eventually the guy who created Wonder Woman was kicked off of his own book because he wouldn't give in to that. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he had a different kind of lifestyle. Like, he he had a living girlfriend with his wife who had two kids, and then he had two kids with his girlfriend. Like, comics has a really weird, wild, sordid history. It sounds like a hell of a time. It, it sounds look, like it's a, just sounds good. like an, what it sounds like to me is an entirely separate podcast. Yes, yes. What you need to get into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is that is absolutely a different podcast. No, if you ever want to go down, we'll make a note. If you ever want to go down the the ten cent plague, I want to go down the ten cent plague. I want to go down. That's I want to go down degenerate alley. No, people. I want to. People have written books about that, like giant. You know, women strapped down to a table with giant hypodermic needles hanging over top of them and just all like weird creepy you know tales of the crypt like think that but a little less appropriate um risque yeah all right 
And, and, and they thought that they were, you know, peddling this stuff to kids 10 cents at a time. Um, I get it. I, uh, look up Seduction of the Innocent. And, okay. you, and I guarantee... At work or no? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's your device. You do what you want. Um, but, but Seduction of the Innocent is generally what it, what it refers to when you're talking about that period in comic book history. Huh. Um, you're largely going to be in the... You're going to be in the Tencent era which is your golden age. So you're talking forties and fifties. Um, you got congressional hearings. You've got all kinds of that's wild. weird things that are like, Hey, we're, we're actually corrupting our youth. Um, it's cyclical. Cause they did the same thing with rock and roll music. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the tipper gore. That's crazy. Wasp. All I did was right. all I wanted yeah. to do was, you know, you got live D Snyder up there ripping her. Yeah, live vicariously through these superheroes. That's all I wanted to do. Right, right. and so that was right. a different time period. That yeah. was the '60s. So, like, where you, where you're at with um, your major publishers, your uh, what became DC Comics and what became Marvel Comics, um, largely Marvel Comics is it, the whole idea of Captain America was founded and funded by U.S. government money to propaganda prop it was it was war propaganda like hey how about we put a dude with a shield that's red white and blue and punching out a nazi, nazi. hitler yeah. like yeah dude, sounds great um how it got from the 1930 late 1930s 1940s to where we're at now with captain america i mean that's that's a long story i mean he went on ice literally yeah for years right um you know, and that was that was one of the books I brought was this is the first Silver Age appearance of Captain America. So this is this is well into the sixties. Okay, this is Cap- let's put that one in front of the camera so we can see it. Let so Johnny this is well that. into the sixties when we brought Captain America back out of ice. Like we're we're well past World War Two. You know, we're darn near creeping past Vietnam. Right at this point. Um, What's that book go for? Um. Where I think that one will end up ultimately grading out, that's in that's in a private collection um, that I I sold him. Um, I think that one will end up being about three to four grand. Wow. Because um, I think that's going also in this sensational issue. Submariner, Submariner. Yeah. yeah, Submariner, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Submariner, Submariner is actually uh, is, it, he's a he he is the golden age counterpart to Captain America, right? So when we when we first start getting Captain America comics in the forties, we also get Submariner, like Submariner's in there lifting, you know, uh, German boats out of the water, oh, smashing the underwater them. Yeah. yeah, 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 and, and, and like so what. Okay, which kind of leads me to a question of like what's hot now that Submariner is in the latest Black Panther movie. Oh, would is su- he? Would Submariner- mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! Oh, Jesus, Dino. It's been a f- it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. I think you're fine. <laughs> I, I never saw the first one. <laughs> first one's in my um, is in like my one A. That's what you said. You said it's the best one. Everybody loves it. Uh, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite of them. But like, I go back and forth. All right, we can but, talk that on a whole. But different but podcast. my point is now that that character is in the the Marvel universe and films. Yes. Is that is that usually a good indication as to what comics will be hot? Like, there's a I have a a, a ton of Submariner comics in the basement. Yeah. 
that are just you know some in great condition, some Sweet. in not so great condition. Do but they say twelve cents on them? Um, there might be a twelve cent one down there. All right, is that good? Yeah, that's worth it. It's worth a look. I mean, but I did... they're in bad condition. Well, they're in bad condition. You Black know. Adam is. I didn't realize he was a comic book guy. He's a DC yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't realize that was a thing. So, so somebody like Submariner and it's okay. Like here, you got that over there. Let me let me just show some. Pull, I pulled some stuff randomly. Oh boy, <laughs> random is a stack. That's a, that's an orca on the back. Huh? That was like an Orca nine, movie advertisement. Advertisement on the back. Nine tall. Like, like here's a here's here's a, here's a, a twenty cent issue of Submariner. Okay. That, okay. There's there's that one. Um, like that. It, Hold it up for the camera and then uh, let you but grade it. What I'm curious about is stuff that. Is that an Astonishing Adventures? X Men. It is. This is uh, Amazing uh, Adventures. Actually, Amazing Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, the reprint issue. Yeah. This is the number one. That's the reprint of number one. Number, yep. Reprint of number mm-hmm. one, but they, they started to recycle these. Yep. I mean, it's worthless, right? It's worthless. Basically. Okay. Two right. bucks, three bucks. In like two right. or three bucks. Like yeah, the basic yeah, going yeah. Right I mean, it might whatever. end up in the dollar bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. the dollar bin. Okay, good. Good to know. But, wait, like, <laughs> but then I get stuck. stuck like, hold on a second. I just wanted to. Like, oh, what was that Spider-Man you just passed there? Spider-Man oh, just Spider-Man one? Is that Spider-Man one? <laughs> is that the is that the torment? No, no it was the it was that is the, that is number thirteen. This is uh, number one of the number one. That's torment. Yeah, this is torment. The yeah. five part series. It was thirteen, but yeah. Thirteen. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five thirteen. Five thirteen. Five in the bottom. No, no, yeah, that was that was a five part. He was yeah. reading comic books, not math books. So yeah, that's that's. All right. Yeah, that's a book worth something. There you go. Yeah, what's worth a few worth bucks? Something to, what's, what's a few, few bucks? bucks to you? It was like a good shape. Like twenty like, bucks or like two hundred bucks? No, like I mean, it's like a you know like a thirty thirty five dollar book all there day, you know. Well, you know. all day. All right, what's well, well, a okay. bottle of liquor? Right so it's there. Todd McFarlane. All right, like in, in like the That's Punisher. Why. I know the Punisher. Well, the writer is, big. is artist. Matter what the, artist. Like the Punisher's big still. Yeah. Right? So this is guest star. This is the new the new Warriors. Oh crap! Yeah. Right? No, that's crap. That's crap. All right, all right, and. Then they started to reissue the X Men again. Yeah. This one. Okay, so that's Jim Lee. No doy. That that's worth something. Okay. Ah. But they also did Wait, like five covers to that one. This feels uh-huh. like this was my generation. Um, what year was this out? Nineteen ninety. Yep. This is the type so, when I started seeing the. So that's Jim Lee. That's when Jim Lee really took on doing X Men all the time. Now now he's he is the man at DC Comics. Hmm. Um. Jim Lee's like, I mean, he's a big deal. Yeah, that one Here's another Tales to Astonish, the Submariner, number one. That's a reprint of, yeah, reprint of Submariner, number one. Right, yep. right. So Marvel would do that. They would just recycle. That's a strong word. Wait, reprint? Is that what you mean by recycle? Yeah, so they, they would, they'll they reprint things um, with the idea of like, hey, let's capture a new generation of readers. Got it. So like, Not like what, we're out of stories, let's try to do this. Right, so again. like, what is your value when you read books? Well, the value should be in reading the book, right? Right, exactly. So I'm a reader. So am I. I I love the, like, there's all kinds of branches that we can go on when it comes to comics, whether it comes to the finance side of it, the strategic investment side of it. Like, I got a buddy of mine who, he's like, hey, man, I got more money than sense. Tell me what I should be buying right now that in five years is going to pay off for me, 10 years is going to pay off for me. And, I, and I'll give him advice. Um, that's not what readers are, though. <laughs> You're it's, like a financial yeah. advisor for comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, funny. I mean, I mean, I do that. I, I 
I, on a regular basis, I have a small amount of people that I'll discuss those things with. Um, and, but that's kind of what the community of comic books has turned into is sure. everybody's chasing after, Oh, what's the next big thing? Same thing with bourbon. What's the, th yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's, you like the Wolf of Wall Street, you know? Like, no, the, the no, doing cocaine. No, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> that would be, be interesting. Um, it's the same, I collect vinyl, and it's the same thing. It's there. the same idea. Yeah. Everybody's kind of chasing the same re ridiculous idea that, yeah. oh, I'm going to put my money in good, and then it's going to pay off at some point five years, ten years sure. from now. But the problem is, we went through this once already in comics. I don't know if vinyl went through it. I don't know if. VHS is now people are talking about VHS. Right. I I don't know what those markets have to say about things. Um what I know is that the difference between every other collector market and comics is this is uniquely American mm. and mm -hmm. it is uniquely your childhood. Right. So I don't Big get a time. particular kind of feeling like I love putting a needle on a record. Sure, that's great. But what is reading a story? Like reading a story hits you. There's certain books that I'll go back and reread every over, over. every four to five years. Right. I have a friend that reads Moby Dick every year. Right. And and what I found is that at different times in my life, that book has hit me different. I agree with that as well. And you know whether that was me at 38 or 28 or 48. I've read of Mice and Men probably 20 times. Sure. Over and the it, course of my life. And, and it's amazing how it hits you differently at right. different points in your life, different seasons, whatever your terminology is. Um, comics are much the same way. Like, I'll always go back and reread Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Um, you know, Frank Miller doing his amazing artwork and, and amazing storytelling. And... The political climate is always different, so it makes me it makes me look at the scope of what he's talking about slightly different. Um, same thing. I, I'm getting to that point with Mark Miller's uh, Civil War. Hmm. So Civil War was written post post 9/11, and he was talking about some interesting stuff. Like, hey, we all struggle with this idea of how much of our liberty are we willing to give up for personal security? You know, our safety. Mm -hmm. And that line is always moving. And comics talks about that stuff. And it's not just, oh, timestamp, leave it in a box. Right. That's what it was when it was, when it was written. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the case, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that how you're discussing the writing and, and the reading of comics, there, there, there seems to be more weight to, to the stories now than, we're, than when we were growing up as kids and yeah. Spider-Man would be fighting Doc Ock and, and you know, pow, yes. bam, boom, kapow. Kapow. Kapow, kapow, kapow whatever. Kapow, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever the case might be. But there, there seems to be more... There, there more, definitely More is. weight and substance. Yeah, there uh, from, definitely from, from is. From a literary standpoint. Um, but I think that... It also wouldn't be fair to um, kind of write off our uh, the ones that came before. No, what's not. being done now? In that, a lot of these people were they were blazing paths that had not yet been talked about. So when 
They say I, that about racial racial stuff too. It's so I didn't. Comic books, it, yeah. And this is the thing: is like I never had the I never had the privilege of meeting Stanley, and Stanley gets all the credit, even though like arguably he he was the best figurehead because Jack Kirby was like ah, I don't want to be out in front of a camera. You know, like like lots of other people, his contemporaries, and even the people that came a little bit before him. Um, but I always wanted to ask Stanley, when you came up with the idea of X Men, did you did you make the entire original X Men team white on purpose? And the reason that I say that is because if you go back and look at X Men, mm-hmm. that is a case study in race in america of this is a marginalized population they're different simply because they are they didn't choose anything or whatever and i I always wanted to ask him like did you make them white so that you could introduce the idea of being marginalized simply because of something that you can't change but if you make them white then white kids are going to read it and we're talking 1964, 1965, yeah. 66. Is there any question that we are not in the the heights of racial equality in America? Uh, like that's we're we're smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah. Professor X is he is he Martin Luther King Jr.? He's Jean-Luc Picard. No, he's he's <laughs> he's Martin Luther King Jr. And is Magneto Malcolm X. Interesting. Like they're they're literally okay. That that is it because Malcolm X was like, no, we've got our own thing and we're gonna do our own thing. And when did X Men come out in sixty four? Mm-hmm. But they were still on the same side. That that was always. But the they, thing. Were they were still on this. Yeah. But they were yeah. they were frenemies. They were yeah, still they, on yeah, the yeah. same side. Like they're both. They're both chasing after the same goal is like, hey, how about I just be left alone and live my life the way I want to? So is it fair to say that like we didn't have any innovation in comics Mm -hmm. prior to, you know, 2000, you know, the 2000s when people started really writing kind of a little bit more in depth, you know, a little heavier, little, little, you know, kind of kind of content. Did the Vietnam War have anything to do with that as well? I'm sure it did. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't see how that didn't impact what comics were were putting out, and um, you know, I'd have to go back and you know reread Captain America at the time period, or or the books that he was involved with in Avengers and things like that, and you know, really kind of maybe look at that a little different. But like, I've always thought that X Men is the early X Men is just race in America. Uh, you know what? It's, it- that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I never really thought about it. And it, it tracks. It does but, track. But how do you but how do you inject that into white America and make it something that the parents aren't gonna freak out mm-hmm. when they make them all white. Make it, you <laughs> yeah. make them all white. Like I always wanted to ask him that that's the only question. I don't care about his that's signature. I don't care about his signature on a comic book. I don't care about the photo that I get to take with him. Any of that. I just want to ask him like did you make them white on purpose? Like, so that, what so do you that, think his answer would have been? I don't know. What do you, I mean, you speculate? I don't know. Like, so a lot of those early, like all your, your early, um, Marvel, you know, and DC creators were coming from 
marginalized communities anyway. Right. Like you're talking about a lot of Jewish Americans Mm -hmm. who were blocked out of college Mm -hmm. because of the 10% quotas um, of universities would only accept up to 10% of the population, you know, of their, of their student body being Jewish minority. Um, and so the, a lot of them, you know, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a professional writer. I wanted to be a, you know, professional artist, so on and so forth, but I couldn't get into university because you had these arbitrary quotas that you held to. So a lot of them ended up gravitating towards, Hey, I'm going to go where I can get work. They end up writing comic strips, comic books, uh, different kinds of things. So like, that's the weird thing about comic books in America is it's just American history. Like it is just a whole bunch of touchstones on a whole bunch of other things. And a lot of these people ended up here. They did. That wasn't their goal necessarily, but this is where they ended up. That's, uh, but, but I don't think it could be by accident. Like it just couldn't. Like, why did we? So, we get to hear in Fantastic Four. There's a Black Panther number fifty-two. Right. This is the first appearance of Black Panther, and it's issue fifty-two. So they're running out of people. How about a black guy? So we, so we, well, <laughs> but we ran fifty-one issues, and we from. 1963, 64. 850, by the way, you have written on the back. Two, yeah, that's about right. Um, we got 52 issues in before we could get an authentically black character. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says. I don't know what it says either. Other than it's interesting. It's it, it's. I don't know what it says because... I don't know where the where the where the mindset was when you start talking about that particular topic. Yeah, and I, I never, once again, never thought about it. Right, and, and, and like uh, it's not being. This is not being. What what year is this? Uh, Roughly, that would. Twenty two. What? No, the, the, the what year of the comic book? <laughs> Who let them in? Yeah. Um, roughly, uh, that would be even if you did roughly twelve issues a year. I mean, you're talking mid late sixties. I mean, mid late sixties. Uh, so at, at that point, even though there was a lot going before on, black before Black America, yeah, could get a superhero that they could identify with. Now I'd have to go back and check the thing because I guess what I'm trying to say is like you look in present day and you look about mm-hmm. you know you talk about where there's there's we're not being represented here, we're not being represented yeah. there, so forth and so on. The, the diversity so in 1960 something I I I don't know what the comic book people were thinking like right. would they be thinking like we, you know, maybe we should get a black superhero? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or, or would it have even crossed their minds back then? Right. I don't know. I yeah. mean, it's a great character, yeah. obviously. Um, that's boy. I was, <laughs> I'm thinking about when initially when he comes in. I swear to God, and this is this is this is great because all I'm thinking about when he when we first agreed to come on here was like, let's talk about what's 
what the future is for comics, what's valuable, what's this and that. Yeah. Where people are sitting on treasure troves at home, and now <clears throat> we're getting to this race this, this amazing yeah, discussion right. about about race and and, yeah. and diversity and the yeah. And I didn't. I, and I no, certainly no, didn't no, mean. It, it, I didn't mean for it to no, necessarily yeah, go to that. Fine. But like, that's what I love about this podcast. But, we go down rabbit holes that I don't expect. But that is what's cool about comic books, mm-hmm. and it is. It's it, it's it's a whole nother perspective that yeah. I didn't even think about. Yeah. And. That's what you know. That's where we were at, fifty-two issues in, and we're like, "Oh man, that's a." And now at twenty twenty-two, where we have so much guilt, I have to shame on me. Shame on me. <laughs> you don't we're have black. Th- we're, we're not thinking about it. <laughs> Back in the sixties. All right, you mentioned twelve cent comic books. Yeah, this is a daredevil. Yeah, twelve we go. cent daredevil. I don't, Forty-two bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know which one this is. I, like I said, I just pulled it. And and you, met, you, you why why twelve cent? You mentioned twelve cent. Why was twelve um, cent such a big deal? So we use the the roughly speaking, we use the price on the book as an indicator of. It'll be right. <laughs> he spilled a whiskey all over. Um, it was four hundred dollars. No, it's got a big crease right across. I know it's an old book. I mean, look, I bought it when it was twelve cents. Um, so these they were meant to be read. Right, like I'll I'll never feel bad yeah. about somebody bringing me like, hey man, I know these are kind of beat up. Nobody and and bought that, that like, when it was twelve cents, thinking I should save this. It's and the same preserve right. it with, with the kids' vinyl. Yeah, the kids' on. vinyl is beat to shit. Right. So if you can find with, Cinderella with, with, in perfect condition, right? With my twenty cent issue, one of the Defenders, and the reason I brought this one up because because they're gonna kill they're gonna kill the Submariner right yeah. there on the cover. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Tonight, when you collected these, did you just? Look at the the pictures on the cover and say this looks tight. Or were you like concerned about the chronological order of the okay, story? So that's Defenders number one. Yeah, that's that's not nothing. There you not go. Not nothing, but it's in bad shape. It's, well, it's it, you know, it's. I mean, the way you're the way you're handling it right now. It might be, but, <laughs> but I don't I don't know what the proper well, etiquette is. I don't know how it. to handle them. <laughs> like fisting it. He's got a heater. He's got a heater and a whiskey flying over there. Yeah, that thing. These are down in a basement in a box. I'm surprised they're in plastic. For crying out <laughs> yeah, loud, that's nice. there's a ton of them that are sitting just out naked with no protection whatsoever. Naked. Naked. Wait, just just naked. answer my question. Were you like into? He's just got naked. Just, did you just like look at them and think they were awesome? No, at the time, them? at the time, I thought, wow, look at all these great superheroes that are yeah. together in one group. That's yeah. why. That's why I got it. Sure. Well, that, like, and that yeah, they put the defenders together from that. So like. You know that's like Bronze Age, twenty cent. So yeah. you you asked about the the what's the difference in the why we call it twelve cent, twelve yeah. cent versus whatever. Um, so ten cent is usually is consistently Golden Age. Um, that means different things for different companies. Um, which we won't go into that one because that's a whole different podcast. And All there's right. and there's people that do comic podcasts. If you want to, if you yeah, want to know, are, yeah, if you want to know about that stuff, like do you listen to any uh, comic book podcasts? I do. What, what's uh? Well, of course he does. He um, used to stay in the. So, um, well, I'm my business partner, him and him and another guy. He's got I, a, I usually watch theirs. Um, they're reviewing newer books. Um, there's a there's a really good guy out there that does a lot about. Um, speculation in terms of finance and things like that uh comic tom um he's pretty big on youtube cool. um yeah All right. there's, rabbit trail go ahead yeah finish, finish there's, there's lots of the there's lots of age. places yeah. if you want to go into that side of things that you can look at just purely the finance of comics there's also some people that do a great job of just the history of comics um you know whatever 
whatever your particular angle is that you enjoy about comics, you can find that. So let me ask you, let me, let me ask you, um, not a, a sentimental question, because I think there's sentimentality that comes into it. <clears throat> Why have I hung on to these? These have traveled with me and gone from house to apartment to so yeah. forth and so on to here I am, 63-year-old man, yeah. and I have a shit ton of comics in the basement that have followed me everywhere I went. Why? Mine, yeah, Why did I get rid of them 20 years ago when I'm saying, you know what? Dump them. Mine, uh, mine make it through, you know, marriage, divorce, yeah. you know, whatever. Why? Like, what is what, what? What is that? What is um, it about people that buy comic books that that make, is it, is it an attachment to their to their childhood? Is it an attachment to their youth? Or is it, because I never, I never thought in a million years that I was, I'm going to hang on yeah. to these because they're going to be worth something someday until I saw that first Action Comics Selling right. for a million dollars, I'm like, oh well, I got old comics. Yeah. Maybe I got a. Yeah, no, I, I think the last one sold for like four point three million. It's crazy. Um, I mean, good crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but but crazy. Um, yeah, I, you, what, what what do you think that is? Why am I holding on to these? It's different. It's probably different for everybody, but it's probably the same. Um, it puts you in a time and a place. Mm-hmm. That maybe things were simpler, maybe they were easier. Yeah. Um. But I don't think they were any less complicated. No, when I was a kid and getting comic books, things were very complicated. And and in that's my life. and that's the thing. Like, very complicated. And these were these were. These and that's were something that Marvel and escapes. You've got a whole stack of Marvel books there. I got Marvel DC. Like you got a couple of DC. I got. I but do. you've got mostly Marvel. I do. I don't think that's by accident. You gravitated to those characters. So so Marvel... Get into my head, head, Okay, so Marvel was different. Marvel brought you Peter Parker. Uh Uh-huh. And Peter Parker wasn't bulletproof. He couldn't leap tall buildings. He couldn't fly. You know, all of the things. Like, Superman was Superman. Generally speaking... When when Stanley and you know the the early creators at Marvel they came in it was like he wrote those characters as he was about to quit like he was about to leave Marvel but they had a vulnerability to him that was different and like sometimes Spider Man got the shit kicked out of him and. He was flawed, and he was geeky, and he was kind of a nerdy kid. He, was, he got he, picked on at school. And he was a and, kid. And he was a kid. He was a kid. And there was something that was identifiable about that. It's why Marvel is what it is now, and maybe why DC isn't what it is by comparison. You mentioned that I have a lot of Marvel. I do. You have a lot of Marvel. I yeah. do have a lot of Marvel. Yeah, and yet, if I were to pick a favorite comic book character... It would be the Batman. Sure. What? So what's common about Batman? He, no superpowers. He's a dude. He's a dude. And that's what I related to. He's a dude. His he superpowers, dude. he's got a shit ton of money. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't relate just to that, that part guy. of it. Right. But I'm, but I'm just saying, like, that's his only discernible superpower. Some people have argued that, like, no, super genius is a superpower. I won't go in the weeds on that one. No, but I never considered him to be a super genius. I considered him to be a great detective. He's a great detective. Hence, hence the, and that's what I loved about um, the latest movie. Yes, 
was yes. that, that that actually followed more that of a detective. Through of, that was the best. And I, I get it. People don't like, oh, you know, he's a sparkly vampire, eh, whatever. I don't get. I don't. I really don't give a shit. No, that I mean, was the best detective we have ever seen. Right on screen, full stop. I don't care. You can take all the rest of them and throw them out the window. That was the best detective we've ever seen. Yeah, like that was real. That was gritty. It was street level. That was a dude that was coming into his own and figuring out who he was and what he needed to do. And it wasn't perfect. It was it was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit choppy, you know, in some spots. But that was a guy figuring it out. And that's why I dug it. Yeah. it so good. what do so what do we all like in comics? We like real. And they don't have to be perfect. And that was the idea that 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 Stanley and Jack Kirby but and Batman Steve Ditko had- and all of those guys brought us in early Marvel was. No, they've all got a weakness, and it's not just kryptonite. Like that's that's lazy and easy, and I and I get it. Like I, I have one of my poll guests is the biggest Superman fan on the planet. Like he owns original art from the Death of Superman arcs, all those kind. Of, he was recently on one of our podcasts, and he is rolling in there with the original comic book pages that were drawn by the oh, artists wow. of this stuff. I mean, this is just. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of original art, the original sketch pages sitting on the table, and I'm like, yeah, but it's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to prove like, to prove your point, the only not not comic literally. Death of Superman. Are the death of Superman. Death of Superman. These are the only Superman comics I have. So like, because everybody was talking about million, it, and you yeah. felt you needed. Yeah, to buy four and a half million it. copies or whatever it was. And that's why this is worth nothing because right. there's a million, four and a half right. million copies sold. Oh, that's Neil Adams right there. Right here. This that is, is some fantastic Neil Adams. That is. This I is love a, that book. This is a book. This that's a, a great book. It's a 15 cent Batman. That's a, that it, oh God, stop ending it. I can't. I, it, bet, it, was, <laughs> it was bent by itself. Sweet okay. baby Jesus and all the saints. Here, here, Stop take, ending that. Take it away from me then. Put it in one of your bullet cases. God, what are you doing? I didn't know. It was sitting in a box like You're that. You're hurting me right now. It was sitting in a box like that. I didn't you know just, what I was doing. You punched me in my comic book soul. No, that's Neil Adams. So, like, this is early Neil Adams. Right. Can we bend it back? Yeah, it's going to get there. <laughs> what year is that um, from-ish? Uh, so, this would be the 70s. Yeah. Um, we can we can pop it open real quick. Uh, 1970. Put yeah. on a glove. Look at that. 1970. Now, is that uh, I see? I have no idea. Is it worth anything? Yeah, it is. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I don't remember the. I don't remember right off the top of my head. I don't yeah. care. So this is the answer. That's the fact so you said yes. This is an iconic cover right. because it's Neil Adams. Um, he recently he the did he did just Gotham. recently like suddenly pass. Um, and. It's Neil Adams. Like, I mean, that's just that's just badass Neil okay, Adams put it back stuff in right the, there. Put it back in whatever. As it spills the whiskey. You, you, you know, know what? what? I don't want to touch it ever again. You know so, what? Okay, so is, is it is it the thirty dollar or the three hundred dollar? No, it's not not in condition. It's not going to be three hundred. Yeah, well, um, but it's just a beautiful cover. It's like, a beautiful cover. So, and that, so there's a part of me that says, like, well, if it's not there's so we talked there, about there's a part of me that said if it's not three hundred dollars I'm gonna fucking keep it. Well, so right, we talked do, about do you this frame one. frame do a lot of people yeah. frame these and put them on the walls? I, I know they do. Sure, a lot of vinyl yeah. collectors. So do like that. I've got some graded books here, and this is this is a common thing. Um, this is for people who want preservation and archival, um, mm-hmm. but also it is about I want my stuff protected. Mm-hmm. You know, it there is the component of this score 
means all the difference in the world. Um, you know, this book in a 9.8, you know, I, that's a little outdated price tag. Thirty two hundred dollars, but you're gonna get beat up on the way to your car tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I know who's in this room. You're fine. <laughs> you're good. Generally speaking, I think I'm alright. Unless, unless um, it's me. <laughs> and as your host, I think that'd be a shitty way to end the podcast. It'd be, be a horrible way to go. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. He's rolling in. Yeah, the, rolling. The He's on the show. He opens up his soul. He brings up. He brings up racial matters in comic books from the 1960s, and then I kick his ass. To steal his shit. <laughs> I'm a scrappy Indiana kid. Um, Those Fort Wayne boys. <laughs> so that one is Ultimate Fallout Spider-Man No More. See, I, I I don't buy comics now anymore. So when did that come out? Issue four, 2011. It came out in 2011. It's only 10, 11 years old. And and there you go. And it's worth 2011. 30, and why is that? So why is that worth 3,200 dollars? That tags a that's a little uh, just it's a little high, but yes. But still, um, it, it's like, still worth close to that. All day, that is two to 2,500. Why? Um. So this is first appearance of Miles Morales. So. You, you asked me a couple of questions leading into tonight. Mm-hmm. What's the future of comics? Yes, I did. What is the future? So I would love to circle back on that. Is Miles Morales the future of comics? Arguably, yeah. Why? He is... He throws back... So I think there's there's two things. Like When, when you ask me what's the future of comics, I think the past is the future of comics. Sure. And all day, we can point to the movie that just came out, Black Panther. And... And the Fantastic Four is getting rebooted. And the Fantastic Four is going to be brought in fully into Marvel, into to Disney Disney. Marvel proper. Right, right, right. And Captain America. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you say, hey, what's the future of Marvel? Is it the past or is it the future? Both. It's both. Yeah. Like, is there anything more fucking American than that? No, there really isn't. It's it's Captain it's, America lives again. They're they're just getting ready to do a a reproduction cover on an upcoming comic that is this. It is literally this cover, but swapped with Disney characters. Oh, like you're gonna have Mickey Mouse jumping out his cap. Oh wow. Okay. Is there like? This is Jack Kirby. Yeah, I can tell. And, I, 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 now that I do, I know Kirby's art. Because he's so, got the square yeah, faces. Yeah, square face. And like, this is Jack Kirby and Stan. Like, what is more American than Captain America and Avengers now? No question. This was a throwaway team. When this came out, this was the B team. They were like, hey, what do we do with, what do we do with the Hulk? You know, what do we do with Thor and Ant-Man and Captain... Like, who was the A-team then? Spider-Man? X-Men. X-Men. Oh, X-Men. Okay. X-Men. Sorry, sorry, sorry. X-Men ran the planet. Like, I mean, X-Men's great. Um, Got it. I'm I'm a mutant kid. You know, like, that's my reading. You put John Byrne, Chris Claremont... Sure. um, In front of me, that is my childhood. Like, I'm not an Avengers kid. Um, oh no. Um, it's okay, finish it. Finish it up, buddy. Um, this is my all time favorite comic cover 
ever. Is that Storm? No, that is Polaris. Ooh. And I love that shopping mall. It's for me this like the the reason this is on the reason this is on my Mount Rushmore of all comic covers, it's not because it's like a particularly significant book. It's like her third appearance or whatever. Um it's not a key in that way. But Jim Steranko, the artist, Toledo guy, um he did that with like three colors. Mm-hmm. So is you that know, going, the, does that go into the value? Who wrote it? Who 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 drew of course. it? Everything. It matters when it matters. When yeah, it matters. Yeah. And sometimes, like in the case when I, I'm going to go way back to the beginning of this podcast, mm-hmm. sometimes it is the actual case of when a certain character came into a certain book, like Hulk, Wolverine. Sure. Sometimes it's just yeah the, the like um, of of the, the history. Yeah, the first. Um, like this four, one, Captain America. Yeah, the first again. four issues. Like, froze them. Like I, I, I sold uh, a 2.0 Avengers one handful of weeks ago, and a 2.0 is not a very good looking book. Like it's fine. Um, I mean, it sold it for twenty six hundred dollars, but what? But you sold a shitty comic book for twenty six hundred dollars. But but that. That's American. Yeah. That no, that's that's when the game kind of changed a little bit. Is they're like, hey, let's bring Cap out of ice. He's been in there for 40 years and we haven't used the character in forever. Well, let's let's roll that guy back out here. Now we don't think Marvel and not think about Cap. No, you don't. What about when they do something cheesy like this? This is Marvel team up. Yeah. Yeah. This is Spider-Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. This is now Guardians of the Galaxy. When this book came out, was not even a a thought in movie makers' eyes. Mm-hmm. Guardians was terrible. Huh? Guardians was terrible. Great yeah. soundtrack though. No. Okay. So, what? Side side note. Number one Marvel movie for me, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one. Yes, yeah, that was good. The first one. That yeah. Was good. No, it it wasn't good. It, it was, was great. Great. It was great. And when they do when they do team up like this is like you know they think about the uh, you know Shang Chi Master of Kung Fu mm-hmm. Spider Man Master of Kung Fu these are the I, I picked these yeah. because these are movies that have gotten yes. popular again uh, yeah Black Widow and Nick Fury yeah oh is that a Man Thing one it is hey now we're talking Dino oh God you gotta <clears throat> hand me that Punisher that's two down this one oh and the one right above it come on what are you doing over here Hulk yes that oh my gosh please. Is She Hulk good? She Hulk. She has. Well, a I know that she's got a show Come on, she got a, a show lawyer. on Disney. I love me some She Hulk. That's a, a fans, That is a really nice copy of Savage She Hulk number one. Damn boy. Come on. I have slow rolling me over here. Not slow baby, rolling you. I'm no rolling you. I have no idea what I got. Come Those on. Green boobs are. They're good looking green boobs. We can do a little. We can do a little green boobs. The man said. Um, Green boobs. We can do a little cleanup on this. You can do whatever it, you want. Give it a nice press, and and sell her boobs will look fantastic. And what would it sell for? Uh, you might be twelve the, cents. You might be in the well, not twelve cents. Um, There's you a, could be in the one one fifty range on that. On this, yeah. Cost me. Come on, you're you poking at it you like have. I didn't just tell you that's like one hundred and fifty bucks. There's, there's probably ten thousand dollars. Hey, in my and basement. this is a newsstand. 
All right. All right. Damn, man. You've been sandbagging, bro. I'm not sandbagging. I don't... <laughs> I'm not saying this is this is a man who took his comic books with him from childhood to now okay. and is sitting with a comic book expert. So here so here's the question. Um you're 60 something. I'm 63. Um you know, what why, why sell them? Yeah, what am I waiting for? Will them to you? Well, well, I don't think well, so. Well, no, I, that's exactly my point. What are you going to do with them? I mean, is now now you now's sell the time them, to sell them? Yeah, I sell them now. Or, or you know, or what you know, what's the other option? I give them with, to your daughter, I, 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 you know, maybe no, she no, wants No, my them. daughter will throw them away. She won't know. He's, he's digging the Punisher over here. Um, I like the Punisher. It's a nice clean copy. Like it's not a perfect copy. Uh, nothing, but, none, none of these copies will be perfect. No, but this is this isn't bad. Like if if this would get a nine two, like I mean, you might be looking at a couple hundred bucks on Damn this. Damn, So you start adding up all these. What time you guys open up tomorrow? <laughs> so so Punisher um, first came to us in Amazing Spider Man one twenty nine. Right. That's like a thousand dollar a point book, and when I say a thousand dollar a point, I mean like on the the grading scale. So like, if I had if I had Spider Man one twenty nine downstairs with the Punisher, yeah, if I had it, yeah, in, in average condition, few thousand. Oh, I'm gonna look really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword being hard. You could cut like, oh, I'm of all the other guys until he finds out he doesn't have it, and he's like, oh, no, I don't have it. Yeah, this is the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. You know what? Uh, which one is that? Yeah, what about one? Raiders and Star no, Wars? Which, which Raiders? Which is oh, so, the, so the, the the first one, the, the reason, okay number one. Yeah, that might. That's worth a few bucks. Yeah. What about so, Star Wars stuff? So Star Wars. Um, Johnny's a Star Wars boy. Yeah. Star Wars. Um, there's a couple interesting things on Star Wars. That that was a really early multi reprint book. Hmm. So you got to be real careful on Star Wars number one. If you see thirty five cent on the cover, yeah. It's probably a supplemental printing. Second, third, fourth print, whatever. Some of them say reprint. Some of them don't. If you see one that says 35 cents and it's in a dollar bin, just go ahead and buy it. It's fine. It's a dollar. Because if you ever hit the one, and I only know one guy that owns one, and there is a there is a random 35 cent variant of number one. So in... 1977, Marvel did their their um, test markets. Let's take there a you beat. go. Let's what if that's, a that, if that's nah, it? That's a, oh. that's a reprint. Oh! No! Oh. So close, Asbury. I, was, I had you thought, caught my boss like you, you, you on the phone. You thought you were right so, there. You thought whole you had Davis's college paper. So a whole bunch of these, uh, that's number four, but a whole bunch of them were reprints. Because... Star Wars. Like it blew up. Sure. Sure. And so they they started issuing reprints. Well, that was like a weird like pocket in comic book time I'll give this to you, John. You can read it. So there was the 30, there was the most copies of Star Wars number one first print had 30 cents on them. The 35 cent variant was only put out in test markets. Marvel was literally testing. Can we go from 30 to 35 cents? There's only maybe five test markets in the country where they wanted to see, hey, can we make 35 cents stick? One of them was in northern Ohio. Mm. 
So I have one pole guest who he had a 35 cent variant, like a legit actual 35 cent variant. He remembers bu- distinctly buying it off the stands. He was like, and I was pissed. Sure. He's like, five cents extra. I had to spend 35 cents on that damn comic book instead of 30 cents on all the other ones. Now, it's not even close. Like the the price comparison between the two, he's had it since he has since had it cleaned up and pressed, mm-hmm. um, and graded out at about a nine zero. So you can clean um, you can clean these up and make you them can better. you can you, oh, you mentioned that yeah what um oh, is Human it? Torch number one the Human yeah. Torch number one it's I good. Forget, I, I pull it's this up stuff. because because I know Fantastic Four's coming yeah. back you got a lot so, of number one so yeah it's so, not his first appearance but like it's still no, a cool it's, book it's cool, yeah. cool book yeah. um. So yeah, he he had the the he actually has. I can't wait till we go to the basement and go through these one at a time, and I'm just gonna bring a calculator with me and see what I got. He has a so the, so this guy has a legitimate 35 cent variant, and it's in my holy grails. You know, you were talking about albums earlier. Hey, what's a grail? Right. 35 cent Star Wars, for me, like ten thousand dollar book. So you Holy either shit. save up and versus buy one. like a two hundred dollar book. <laughs> so you either buy, save up and buy one, or just luckiest sob. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, you just you, maybe you find one in a garage right. sale somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. he was legitimately pissed as a kid. Of, I had to pay thirty five cents for my comic book, not thirty. Oh. Which, which that's a that's a significant percentage. Sure. You know, that's that's like quantifiable. On a thirty cent comic book is a five percent. You know, a five cent increase. And like whatever, and he's like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> and he has one of they. Generally speaking, they catalog it as like forty five hundred copies? Question mark. They don't know how many of these actually exist because they weren't keeping particularly good detailed records back then. Um, and he's just got one, like compared to the four million Superman's dead, right? Yeah, uh, gotcha. I'm, I'm just throwing you for a crazy loop. What about novelty uh, magazines? Because I yeah, have these. Uh, uh, he he brought these with him. I wanted to get to them before we wrap things up. Right? Yeah, ask him yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah ask no. him now, man. Go for it. That was a mad magazine. Look, guy. so I've got drinking some... whiskey and talking about comic books <clears throat> is like any day that ends in a Y with me. I've got man. some 1987 <laughs> mid mid 80s cracked magazines. <laughs> The the uh, <laughs> the runner up to Mad Magazine, yeah, not Mad What's Magazine. Right? Although I have a couple Mads. I was a Mad Magazine guy. So was I. I actually, my uh, older cousin uh, handed these down to me. I was way too young to be reading them. Sure. I probably don't understand half the jokes. But they, look at the Mash, Mash, uh, Star Trek, Star Trek, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie's Angels. Those are three. Those are yeah, yeah. 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 That's my childhood. There you go. All right. I'll sell them to you for three hundred bucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if you didn't have these price stickers on here from Brad's Brad's Books in Delaware, Marion, Ohio, now you know where we got them. Um, maybe. So my dad named me after Crack. Scotty. Uh, beat me up on on Star Trek. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, Who doesn't love Charlie's Angels? And best so this, this and answer. and best sitcom ever. Is Mash. Mash, yeah. yeah. If you want to call it a sitcom, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean, it I own a sitcom, yeah, right? I own the Martinis and Medicine box set. Like, yeah. I had to get that yeah. when it came out. Yeah. So, does he have anything there? No. <laughs> 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 bucks, two bucks, one bucks. 
And then I think I about, feel like Antique Roadshow right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, right, like right, you're right. like, hey man, what do you think this is? I'm like, ah, it's shit. And then I think I, I pulled this one out because smash, I, I always wonder why this didn't take. And this was a bad movie that didn't take, but it was Doc it, Savage, Man of Bronze. Oh. And uh, like I, I love this character, and I don't yeah. know why it never it never took. Well, it wasn't yeah. very enthusiastic. No, DC, but DC. <laughs> oh no, that's Marvel. That's Marvel. Doc Savage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just okay. No, so. I like I, I dig your defenders. You you actually have a couple of cool things in here in this little pile. And yeah. there's like hundreds more in the basement. No, you have some cool stuff in there. You got defenders one. Yeah. Um. You know, I sold one of those recently. Um. It wasn't crazy money, but it was defenders one. Um. And Hansberry made a good point. I'm 63. <laughs> I don't need to hold on to them any longer. I mean, it's yeah. run its course, right? Of, yeah, of the nostalgia. A, there's a reason. If this, if if tonight is the reason that I've held on to these books right. for this long, it's been worth it to sit here and talk on a podcast with Scott. If this is the yep. time it's, to go, I'm I'm going through the same thought with my all my CDs. Nobody wants any fucking CDs anymore. They're taking yeah. up space in my garage. But I, I can't get rid of them. So you do, do you do consignment, or how do you work your business? Um, we generally we we haven't historically in you know done consignment. So, um, it's something. I mean, I'd be yeah. Where does willing, the seller yeah, go yeah, yeah. when he wants yeah, to sell? That's what I'm like, asking. You I bring want them to in. Sell defenders one. You but, bring but them you're in. You're going to give them thirty percent of what it's worth because you got to resell it, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a whole different. And I, and I don't mean that because I, I again I used to work at a used record store. Right. I get, I get right. the business. Yeah, and out that's of it. a and that's a whole different like animal. Um, you can always sell it for more if you're willing to do the work yourself. Oh well, there. but that's a eBay. job. I got an eBay store. Do you have an eBay store? Yeah. Right, but that but that's a job, and you pay a monthly subscription for your eBay store. I give you ten percent only if you make over more money than I'm making right 10%. now, though. Okay, I give you ten percent. But you, okay. know, but you know what yeah, I mean. Done. Um, and you have to pay for so, packaging. Yeah, you. There's a, it's a pain in the ass. There's a it's, it's a pain, pain in the ass. ass. I've yeah. been selling and, and some every, shit and it sucks. And, and that's inevitably what happens is people come in and like, hey yeah. man, I've got these books and blah blah blah, and they're like, well, you don't know anything about grading. Nope. You don't know anything about what you have and what its actual value is you saw somebody online selling a 9.8 graded yeah punisher miniseries you know from 1986 at a 9.8 for $1000 and you think that you have a $1000 you have a $1000 comic book and you're upset that I'm offering you like 60 bucks for it and you're like no you have like the 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 $200 version what what's the uh, Vegas uh, show where they uh, uh, like the pawn shop pawn pawn yeah. stars? Pond yeah, stars. you see that all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, I saw this for four thousand yeah. no. dollars online. He's like, I'll give you eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah they, no, 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 they don't yeah, know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't. I have no illusions at all to what's not, in the basement uh, or what's even here. Yeah, and I've never like so part of what I, part of what I do is the better you can bridge the the knowledge gap. Mm-hmm. The better off you can secure Got the it. things that you're looking, and for. that's my that's that's one of my questions I have. Who do you trust when you're when you're when you're in this world? Are you licensed? Do you know people who, who are licensed? Who, who do you trust? Um, so there's not there's not necessarily a licensing for it. I know. Um, what well, to answer his question? Well, yeah, I'm just um, I'm kind of there there isn't necessarily back. light licensing, but if somebody isn't willing to walk away from your books then they're probably they probably don't know what they're talking about 
So if 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 you've got ten thousand dollars worth of books sitting in front of you, um, so I bought I bought a collection um back in October, and it was probably you know by the time I priced it all out at regular retail, it was about twenty nine thousand dollars. Wow. And I bought it for about seventy five hundred dollars. We came to an agreement. Um. If they're not willing to understand that all of your $2 books that add up to $15,000 aren't actually worth anything. You got to sell them. I have to sell them. <laughs> you got to sit on them for, yeah, like, forever. That, that's the job. Yeah. Like that's what I, you know, that's what we do. Um, that's how I earn a living. You know, it's it, what anybody else does that's in the what, day that you say is like, yeah, but that's my work. Like, that's, that's what I get up at. Like, that's what I have to work at. Right. It's not the easy stuff that just happens of somebody walks in and offers me $2,600 for a, a, you know, no you, Avengers number one. That's easy. All of the other crap. You've got to keep. That's an, the work. You've got to keep an inventory. Right. Like, of, that's my of, job. Of, of everything that comes that's out there. Yeah. You know, when I was a comic on the road and I was, I can't remember the comic book store I went to. But I would have when I was still collecting them. I would have my my friend pool for me, and I would yep. pick them up and pay for them. And when I came back from the road, but yeah, you have to keep an inventory. That's, you have to keep, that's my job. You got you and got you a retail your space. knowledge. Your, yeah, your experience. You've got mm-hmm. you got yeah. You got all kind of yeah. stuff. The factors to think about. Wow. Um, this has been uh, I all I can say is question. It sounds like we're going to do this again. Yeah, my, uh, well, I, we we're going to do this again on a deeper level because you intrigued me with the whole societal part of it yeah and and i i I want to take a deeper dive into that yeah someday and just about that there's been so many little things that we started to go down rabbit holes that we couldn't go completely down we would be here for four hours that i'd like to come back and, and visit separately yeah and specifically before Let's it's get a also no, you, comic uh, books are, are American history. I, yeah, they are. They are. What's your what's your well, question? And, and like this sounds like a dumb question, but it's also I mean it's a real question. Uh, comic book guy, you know, The Simpsons is my favorite show. Yeah. I mean, how, is that a term of endearment or no. is that an, is that a, that's a no? That's a it's, a, it's pejorative. Is it really? Yeah. Um, comic book guy. So <laughs> okay, no, that's all. Not, that's all not, I needed to know. No, 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 not so much with me. I'll I'll expand. Um, not so much with me. Because we're weird. <laughs> we're fucking nerds. Like, sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to swear on your show or not. No, you can't. I did. But, like, we're weird creatures. Um, we don't necessarily like each other. <laughs> um, I've, always, I've always found that a little problematic of comic book store owners are they're they're weird and they're a little creepy and they (laughs) i'm speaking generally but yeah they're they're not always like the most (laughs) friendly people but not you not me not you you're not weird you're not creepy you're friendly talking about another comic book store owner um so like (laughs) wearing a shirt that says geek king (laughs) look i will i will 100 plug this guy because geeking is that's my guy um so so geeking is actually a local columbus guy Mm -hmm. he writes a comic book 
um, several comic books, um, all ages and adult comics. Um, Victor Danders Jr. and he is my my business partner's filming partner when they do their comic book review show. Say his name again. His name is Victor Dandridge Jr. And why does that name come up? I think somebody actually suggested him to me for a podcast. He's great. Like, if I'm fun, he's twice that. We, we should do like that Kevin Smith show. Get you and your other boys and just sit around and talk comic books in the basement. Yeah. You get Lee to show up, too. Yeah, he, okay. he brands himself as the hardest working man in comics. Um, he's doing GalaxyCon this coming weekend. That's going to mm-hmm. be at the convention center. Um, he is uh, he's hosting tons of the celebrity panels. That's what he does. He travels around the country hosting celebrities uh, for their for their events at the various comic book conventions. So he's doing what um, he loves and loves. Yeah, what he, he does. he loves what he does. Yeah. Um, he's he's written some wildly impactful comics on me. Um, uh, the you know the Samaritan which is, uh, you know, uh, a divorced dad talking about, you know, talking, literally having the fireside chat with his kid about why it didn't work out with him, between him and his mom. Mm. And, you know, it just real stuff. And, like, he's he's kind of like, I mean, him and I are kind of the same. Like, we're just real people. And he he has written about a lot of his you know, his experiences as it, as it relates to that. Um, so like, I'll always wear his geeking. Right. Um, hey man, like plug, we're all Kings. Uh, uh, plug, so, to the, plug, plug to the geek. King. And you are the exception of the rule. You're sitting here talking very uh, graciously to your, your cohorts, you know? I, I, no. Yeah. I, you know, you're not like these, I, I generally yeah, love comic dudes. book people. Even like I said, <laughs> store owners well, are a little weird. We right. always think that like, if you, if you steal a sale from me, then like you took kid you know food out of my kid's mouth, like we're weird okay, in that, that respect. Where, but that's but that's know. any business. Yes. I don't care. You know, yes. you sell tires. Yes. You know, it's going to be the same way. You know, you, yeah. you're you're taking money from my family because you, you yeah you, you punched you, my kid yeah. in the schoolyard. Yeah. Like what are you doing? And you're discounting your tires thirty yeah. percent when yeah. you know. And you, what are you doing? You yeah. Know, it's, it doesn't matter what the business yep. is. That's always going to be the case. Yeah. In respects to my last question. Uh, in respects to, because you mentioned somebody earlier who said, uh, who was looking at it as an investment opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the range of your clients? Your clients range from the comic book, I, I say this affectionately, the, the geek, mm-hmm. to the collector, to the investor, mm-hmm. to the, uh, do you have all walks of life? Do you have doctors and lawyers coming yes. in to get comic books? Yes. Do you have judges? Do you have nurses? Um, you know, the, so what, um, what, what, what's the gamut of the people that come into your store? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I've got high school kids, mm-hmm. you know, that are at the, the DACC, you know, up in Delaware working through the, you know, whatever program is that they want to do. And, you know, these are some, you know, 16, 17 year olds that are just like, man, I just, you know, love comics like reading these stories. I like reading about relatable characters Um, all the way up to, you know, doctors at Mount Carmel and, you know, surgeons, like surgeons that if you go and Google their name, you're going to find them Um, to lawyers that if you go and look them up, the the one I was saying that was a a big Superman collector, Mm -hmm. the man's, he, he has a lobbying firm 
<laughs> in the state of Ohio that reaches literally to the Cleveland Browns and the governor's office. So, so what's your pet? So to, to, for them, this is, this is the, and I don't need to sell that guy anything. Yeah. Like he just loves comics. He just loves comics. That guy's been buying comics from, uh, from, from comic town since he was in college at Ohio state. So there you go. I mean, you know, it's, just, and he loves know, however many years, however many decades later, he still buys comics from us. And this is a guy with a, a successful practice and a oh, lobbying firm. And yeah. that, that, you know, the last thing you would think in the world is that he collects comic books. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting thing about life guys is that uh, the, the, the things that you're passionate about sometimes don't always match up with what you do mm-hmm. in the real world. Our, our good friend, Billy DeMora, who is the world's most superstitious Buckeye fan, right, right is now a senator. Yeah. He is our yeah. senator. Crazy. So there you go. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it's it's nuts. And for those kids that come in and say, man, I just love reading comics, I feel for you children because this was 35 cents back in the day. And you're paying... 1977. Yeah. Yeah, 35 cents. Yeah, 19 cents. But what are you paying now? For, uh, for about three ninety. Uh, your average book's about three ninety nine. That's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, by, by comparison... I know inflation, yeah, cost, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we've held the we've held the three ninety nine, and I, I'm going to give the uh, publishers a little nod. Um, they've held it through the paper shortages and all of the other nonsense that we've dealt with in the last two and a half years. Of they've still basically held the line at at three ninety. There there was an old DC thing, uh, drawn the line at two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that they did, and they were like, "No, we're gonna hold all of our stuff at two ninety nine." They ran that promotion for some number of months, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, our stuff's three ninety nine." So that was a Christmas special, <laughs> right? So, but and, and we're and, getting you know to to that point, thirty five cents to us back then was three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. when you talk about when you talk when you talk about the twelve cent right. comics and like the ten a, cent comics, if a loaf of bread's Thirty-five cents right. then. Yeah, a loaf of bread's three ninety-nine now. Exactly. Right. All right, man. We got to wrap this up. But uh, thank you so much. Uh, let everybody know where Comic Town is, where you're at, where they could go, and if yeah. they wanted to, to 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 find, if they're looking for a place to go to do what they do, we are Social at ninety-four Delmont Drive. Um, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter. I'm trying to find you on Instagram right now. Face, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's just Comic Town. Um, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know. I don't know why you're still punching on your phone. Because I can't spell Comic Town that fast. He can't spell fast. He's, he's is what all he's trying to say. He's all thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> is that at World of World of, World of Comic Town. Yeah, yeah. World of Comic Town. There you go. Yeah, you can find Ship, it there shipping too. and retail. So if you're listening out of state, you'll you'll mail some stuff. Yeah. Oh sure, 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 sure. All right. All right. Well, obviously we got other grounds to cover in uh, yeah in, in 2023. But I, Scott Morris, thank you so much for being with us tonight, man. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the whiskey. Yes, uh, I did. We, we finished the SC Callahan. The guest. Well, no, we didn't. There's a oh, there there dribble in there. There it is. There it is. Uh oh. I will finish that. Um, and thank you so much, man. I hope you enjoyed yourself this evening. I did. Thank you, sir. We had a blast. Um, you privately will be coming back to my house and going into the basement <laughs> and some wintry Sunday. That's ominous. See, I know, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, no, that's going to happen. No, so, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm a grown ass man. No, no, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's, no, you can't make me go in your basement. There's a win. That's where the comic books are. Yeah, I'll fight. If you feel better about me bringing them upstairs, that's fine. If you don't call me when you get home, I'll call the cops. Yeah, no, we're good. No, no, you're actually going to come look at my comic books. Well, I will. How many guys? Is- you're gonna no. come look at no, my comic no. books. We'll we'll uh, figure out a third party rendezvous we'll third point. Party. Yeah, Feel third free party. to join me at my store. I can't bring all these comic books to your no, store. No, you can't. That's that's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. Well, yeah. All right, then we'll find them. Bring them upstairs. We'll bring, I'll bring yeah. them upstairs. All yeah. right. In the if you saw my basement, you would fucking it's very dig it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you would yeah, dig yeah, yeah. the basement. It's not a basement. The, yeah, just pull the curtains. We're oh, fine. For crying out loud. Uh, whiskey <laughs> business is your podcast. Not so much about yeah, whiskey yeah. as it is one with whiskey. I've talked to this whiskey. man for an hour and a half, and, and he now doesn't he's afraid to go you. to my basement and go <laughs> well, look at comic books. What does he think is going to happen? I, when, a, when an elder statesman invites me into their basement, I have questions. <laughs> elder statesman. Uh, thanks for subscribing on your favorite podcast. Before you go down to the basement, look at my comic books. Put this lotion on your skin. No, what the right. fuck do you think I'm going to do? Puts the lotion in the basket. This is probably the oddest ending of a podcast. Feel free to edit that. <laughs> no. No, oh, no. No. Oh, no. No. You're not editing that I'm shit. not editing any of that. <laughs> Anyway, we're trying to gain our uh, YouTube subscribers. So if you're listening on on our podcast, thank you very much. Scott Morris, Exhibit A. uh, (laughs) Check out our He forced me to put the lotion in the basket. That's right. Um, We need subscribers. There you go. Subscribe. Why aren't you subscribing? How how about business? Oh, I I think you did. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm done. done. Do we all say Hulk smash? No, we do not. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. We need people to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Whiskey Business uh, with Dino Tripodis. So just with who? Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. There you go. So smash. just go ahead and smash, smash, smash that. Hulk smash. Button. It was better the first time around. Yeah, yeah. Hulk yeah. smash. Yeah. It was all it's more organic. <laughs> Not really, but it wasn't Hulk okay. related. All right, you got a uh, Hulk smash. As we uh, start to wrap things up. Uh, this will be dropping uh, right around the first week of December. We can look forward to our annual Christmas show here on Whiskey <laughs> Business to wrap up the year, which will be taking place right here at my house. Um, yeah. I don't don't have it all planned out yet, but we'll have another uh, Christmas. Uh, I hope it's really snowing outside. I really do too. I really That'd hope be really it is. Fun. I really hope it is. You get a piano player to just play piano in the background. I used to have a piano here. Oh shit! I used to have. Yeah, but you can see there's no place to put it now. I used to yeah. have a piano here. I know somebody with a baby grand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. All right. Our guest has been Scott Morris from Comic Town. I want to thank John Whitney on the video side. Thank you, Greg Hansberry on the audio side. And my name is Dino Tripodis. Until the next bottle, <sighs> see ya. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.